Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Welcome into another edition of the Gigum 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Brian, I'm Andrew Hattersley, joined as always by Brian Baroni. I know it's been it's we're hitting the end of June now. One, it, one, it one like, of those weeks for sure. Yeah, I know. We just spent so much time together the last couple of weeks down at the, the Texas AM camps. We just decided to to switch people and and you know, we 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 should try that one time. You'll 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 take all the Dallas kids, I'll take all the Houston kids, and we'll we'll tell everybody we're we're the other person. There we go. Uh, and see how that works. But joined by Brian Peroni. Um, Brian, how's everything going? How was how was your weekend getting back around Houston? Oh, not bad at all. I mean, it was a fun little two weeks in College Station with all the camps. Every year, I mean, you and I talk about that. Those camps are absolutely loaded. The last day this week, that Friday, had kids from all over the country. We're sitting there. Those kids are registering. It's like five-star after five-star. You know, top 100 kids are walking up, and we're just trying to catch them all. I think we even, you know, missed some. It was just you know, crazy. So, uh, yeah, like Kylan Jackson, you know, one of A&M's top targets in the 23 class. I had no idea he was there, you know, and he was joking with us when I finally saw him. Hey, hey yeah, I saw you when I walked in, man. I was wondering why he didn't talk to me. Like, you know, yeah. we, were, we were trying thanks to catch the, so many kids. So thanks for the help. Like you could have stuck around just to say hi. Sharif Denson, too. We, you know, he was we were expecting him to come in earlier in the week. And, uh, you know, during the one on one session, Kind of look over and you're like, hey, that's there's Sharif Dunson. He's he did end up making it in, so he ended up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you just end up wrecking that. You're like, that kid looks familiar. Oh yeah, he's the one we've been waiting (laughs) on covering all week. Yeah, same with Kylan Jackson. At first, I mean, I've met Kylan a ton of times. I went out to his game last year, and I'm sitting there, and I was like, that's a good rep. That's a big kid there at safety. I was like, hey man, where are you from? He said Zachary. I was like, I'm an idiot. I was like, so (laughs) Kylan, I had no idea that you showed up. So yeah, it's like that old, you know. Who's 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 the five stars rolling up? What school do you go? Oh, okay, I know you. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, it was it was an absolutely loaded weekend. Obviously, Zeno Umezulu made it in as well with Caleb Mitchell Irving. Um, it was just one after the other for like an hour. I feel like it was from like that eight thirty to nine thirty stretch. Um, yeah, we're just one after the other. We didn't have time to put them on Twitter. It was just one after the other on the on the board and, and kind of led into a, a huge recruiting weekend as well for AM. and um, 11 official visitors on campus, including Chandavian Bradley, uh, Adam Hopkins, Caleb Jackson, Connor Strode, Justin Jefferson, TJ Shanahan, um, just to name a few. Dante Moore was on campus as an unofficial visitor as well. Um, Tyler White, Paul Mubenga, Anthony Evans, uh, Marvin Burks, all on campus. So it was just a huge weekend. And a lot of the kids, at least I spoke to, really talked about that, about, you know, just seeing how many kids were on campus um, and, you know, getting that getting that feeling for, for how A&M is just recruiting at such a high level. A lot of kids brought it up, um, starting with, you know, there were a couple of big official visitors on campus that are getting closer to decisions. And. And one of the big ones I think to start off with was is Connor Stroh. And 
Um, interestingly enough, came into camp earlier in the week. Uh, I believe that was Wednesday. He came into yeah, camp. Yeah, we, saw him, we both, saw him on Wednesday. Worked, worked at both left tackle and left guard and then came back for his official visit on um, from Friday to Sunday and really had a lot of good things to say coming out of the weekend. Said it was, a you know, he feels like him and Texas A&M are in a really good spot um, and thought particularly noteworthy was his uh, meeting with Jimbo Fisher on Sunday. Um, Jimbo Fisher said, you know, A&M really wants to have him in the class. Uh, and gave him a lot of props for for coming to camp on on the Wednesday. He said he showed off his competitiveness and um, and wanting to work and and just being willing to do it. And he he received a lot of praise from a lot of the coaching staff about um, you know just what he showed during the week. And um, for me, I think I think he he becomes a very realistic target now in the in the class. We've talked about it before that if A and M ended up pushing for him. Uh, things would certainly become very interesting for me. Um, you know, he's a guy to to very realistically look at now in the offensive line class. He's got one official visit left to Texas, um, and Texas has obviously been on him for a while. But but I think A and M is certainly in this race now. No, for sure. And I mean, we talked about him coming to camp. Not only is he a rising senior that came to camp, I mean, he's got offers from most of the SEC. He had just come off an official visit to Arkansas. So he's got the Arkansas official visit that he just finished Sunday. He's got the A&M one that he's starting on Friday. And on Wednesday, he decided to come and uh, camp at A&M. And that, that really shows how interested he, he, he is in the school. And, you know, his performance, you know, a little up and down at times. You know, he played both tackle and guard during one-on-ones. Uh, looked, looked good at, at tackle, looked a lot better at guard. And, you know, I know we've talked about that. That's probably his likely future position. But, you know, the one thing, you know, I heard the the current players that were working with him, they were talking about once he gets, you know, he's so strong. I mean, he's six, six and a half, three forty five, and incredibly strong. They said once he gets locked on a guy, you know, that, that guy's not going anywhere. They were talking about pass pro, you know, pass pro, you're supposed to give up ground. I mean, they're taught to give up ground. He was, but they said they were talking about his punch being so strong that the defender actually went backwards and that doesn't happen yeah. in pass pro. So, you know, uh, I can, I can see after that, that, you know, that's, I've seen him in person before, but that was, you know, one of the better performances I've seen him at. So I can see after that, why, you know, schools are so interested. It's going to be, you know, like I said, you know, he plays tackle now he wants to play tackle, but probably an interior guy. But, you know, if you can just harness that, that power and that strength, I mean, that's, especially in the SEC going against big old, uh, big old defensive tackles, 330, 340 pound kids every week. I mean, that's, that's pretty valuable. And yeah. And to your point, I mean, he's just, he just packs such a punch and there's tools there to work with. And I think there is still, um, I think he's still got another gear that he'll be able to get to, you know, if he's able to, to maybe drop like a little bit of weight um, and, you know, just, just fine tune his frame. I think he's got all the tools in the world to be a really good, offensive lineman uh maybe with a year in a in a strength and conditioning program and i think he really his mindset really clicks well with steve adazio uh, you know we really talked about that about well what, what's it like working with steve adazio you and i have been out there quite a bit and seen you know it's it's not for everybody i mean he's a really really oh, intense guy i i love it because because <laughs> so people if they don't realize what's going on is there are three-day campers, so these kids sign up. They spend, they stay overnight. Most of them, you know, are not prospects. They just want to have fun at camp. And then mixed in with that, each each of the four sessions of the three-day camp, there are, you know, 
the one session campers and those big guys. But those three-day campers are out there that whole time. <laughs> and he's not letting up on them either. I mean, these kids are exhausted. They're over. It's 100 degrees outside. They're on the turf over there. And, I mean, some of them are, like, in eighth grade. And he is <laughs> – oh, he's railing to them. Like, they're getting the experience of they being are, a college offensive lineman. And, you know, at the time, they're probably – they're, you know, like, what is going on? What do we pay, to, pay here to do? But they yeah. probably appreciate it. You know, he's not over there just babying them like, you know, like he could. It's it's funny. He just I, – I think maybe he would baby him if he was able to, but I don't think he's got an off switch. And, and it's I, I was awesome. about to say, I think I think he's got one switch that he, he goes at, and it, it is up here all the time and you better meet him up here. Otherwise it's going to be a really, really long day, especially if it's over a hundred degrees on that turf. And, and if you're not doing, if you're not set up in drills, right, you are in for a really, really long day. If you can do one thing right to get on, on Steve Adazio's good turns, it's hustle between drills because I saw the amount of kids that got chewed out, not hustling between drills and not, um, I I, I almost probably, understand it though. They're there for all four of those sessions, and they're on the hottest part tired. of the field because those <laughs> O linemen they only go inside of the very end for one on ones, and they're on the only turf out there. I mean, it's so hot. And like I said, and these are like eighth grade kids that haven't, you know, junior high doesn't even have spring football, so they're just out there. You know, they're like last, you know, they were playing video games the night before, and now they're. You know, yeah. having to do all that. So yeah, it's not even, pretty awesome. Not even quite sure what's hit them and the amount of time they have to stay in their stances and work on their stances oh, yeah. and stay in some of the drills. I mean, it's it is it is well he was he was doing he was doing that to the, the current players as well. It was what yeah. Remington Strickland was out there working with them Ruben and Josh Bankhead was out there. Yeah, but Remington Strickland and Josh Bankhead were the main two that were actually working like in drills and everything. Yeah. And there was one where they were just working on their punch with the uh with the bags, and he's like, Hold it, you know, you gotta hold it in. And Remington was the one that was showing him how to do it. And I see him. I think it does. are just messing with him because Remington is jacked. And I see him. He's pushing it. Absolutely. All of a sudden, his arms just start, start shaking. And, he's just like, <laughs> and I think the kids behind him, eyes get real big because they're like, wait, if this D1 player can't hold it in for as long as we're supposed to, yeah. how am I? And like I yeah. said, I think it are just messing with him. What am, like what am I supposed to do? And you know, I I I watched him even with um, you know, Michael Uini was another guy that was there and Caden Jones as well. Um, you know, just they were doing the medicine ball punt, you know, working on their punches and um they were to me they seemed fine. They were it was the first rep of the drill. They were still getting the drill down. And he was like, switch out, I can't watch this anymore. You're taking too long to get between the drills. You know, we can't we can't have take this time between drills, you know, you switch out next group going in and the kids were kind of all looking around thinking, I thought we were going pretty fast, but there's yeah. another level that you need to hit. And so, um, you know, Connor Stroh loved it. He said, you know, he, I know he's, he's um, really hard nosed, really tough to work with, but you know, it's, it's because he wants you to be better. And so that's, I mean, the, the kids that take it the right way, um, I think take it and knowing that he's coming from the right place and he's coming from a place that he wants to make you better and push you and, and all that. Oh, no, we, we, we heard Some him talking those... about it. They said, they say off the field, you know, off the field, he's, he's a player's coach. They were saying he's, yeah. he's easy to approach, you know, great guy. So uh, it takes a little different. And I, there's no right or wrong approach about coaching, but it is different than Josh Henson to what yeah. we've seen out there. So I think it took some guys on the team, you know, a little bit just to adjust from, you know, one style to another, but I think at least off the field, everybody, you know, yeah. and everybody seems to really held, appreciate him. 
they're being held to a you know a standard they know what the standard is that they have to meet and i think a lot of guys appreciate just how you know rigid the structure is and 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 what sort of standard they're setting so um i think the reviews coming out of you know the you know from working with steve adazio and just even guys like jordan spasovich moko and um and Trey Zune and guys like that that got to talk to the visitors this weekend talked about how much they love working with with Steve Adazio. Um, so switching gears to the um, skill position, one guy we were kind of watching closely to see what happens this weekend was Adam Hopkins. Um, ended up coming on his official visit to Texas A&M, and I think it just ended along with Anthony Evans, um, which kind of the two receiver options that came in this weekend. Um, and, you know, I think A&M is – I think what – the big theme coming out of this weekend is A&M is still sorting through their wide receiver board. I don't think, you know, there's some, there's some surefire, I think takes like obviously Hakeem Williams or Jonte Cook, they would love to have those two guys. I think Andy Jean fits into that category as well, you know, with prioritizing speed and um, Anthony Evans is a guy I know you had a chance to catch up with as well. Where do you think A&M kind of sits coming out of this weekend for Anthony Evans? Well, I, it's going to be interesting with the the wide receivers is, at, not that long ago in this cycle, you know, they've been after John T. Cook. You know, he's been uh, the main one uh, for a long time. But it, it looked like A&M might, you know, have to end up with some lower well, – I say lower-ranked guys. I think yeah. uh, A&M fans and his reporters have gotten spoiled with, you know, covering five stars. But this receiver group could be end up like the, the defense line group from last year. We've talked about that before. I mean, they're in on so many people like – like Zachariah Branch, you know, coming the, this coming yeah. weekend, top receiver in the country, committed to USC, was just at USC this past weekend, and, and he's got an official. So A&M is, is having a chance to be really particular receiver this year. Uh, you know, talked, we got a, a number three, either three or four guys in the class. So with with not a huge class, they're going to – they need to be really careful. So Adam Hopkins was a guy coming in that we thought, you know, might be on commit watch. Had a great visit, uh, but – now says he's going to take two or three more officials. And I think it's probably A&M just, just wanting to slow things down a little bit. Because like you said, Hakeem Williams, who came again last week, you know, for an unofficial. I think he spent, he was he got there Friday, he and I don't think he left like until four Tuesday. Days. Yeah, I don't think he yeah. left until Tuesday. So, you know, shows he's really interested. He'll be back probably for the barbecue. He'll be back for an official. Uh, Jonte Cook is still a huge target. Then you got, you know, this weekend, I think there's a pair of uh, – of receivers coming in um, and hold on. I got it. I mean, I've, and then Zachariah Branch oh, and Zachary. Tyler Williams, who's a yep. top 150 kid out of Florida. Uh, Brandon Ennis, five-star. He's he's probably a bit of a long shot, but he did include A&M in his final six this week. So, you know, they're, they're, they're able to be really careful. And while, while I've heard several times that Jimbo Fisher is a big fan, Adam Hopkins, I think probably, you know, they just had that talk. Hey, we're not really, ready to take anybody just yet. And same thing with Anthony Evans. I mean, he he wasn't ready to commit anyway, but, you know, when he had that meeting, A&M told him they loved him, you know, but, you know, they know he's not going to commit. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens really after, I would say usually after after June when it becomes a dead period again, but maybe after the pool party. I think we'll probably know a lot more by then, like, hey, who, who are the true heavy A&M leans? I would say... Hakeem Williams is a very good bet to end up in this class. Yeah. John T. Um, Cook, A&M has as good a shot as anybody. So then if those two happen, who fills the final one or two spots? They can be really picky. 
Yeah, I think I agree with you completely. I mean, it's it's going to be who do they who do they bring in for that pool party? Who do they who do they kind of push for? And um, you know, speaking of the defensive line, I think it's important to remember too. There were there were guys that were options like like where does Raymond Cottrell fit into the equation? He oh yeah, for sure. The Georgia earlier this yeah. month. Where does he fit into the um, the equation as well? And so, you know, I think there's a lot of options, but I think it's it puts AM in a good spot. You know, you mentioned. Jonte Cook. There's obviously been a lot of Texas buzz around Jonte Cook, as there has been for a while. But you know, AM's kind of at a point, not to not to sound greedy or anything, but if 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 they don't get Jonte Cook, they've got other options. It's not just, you know, yeah. one guy or bust. They've I mean, built a- up so Adam many. Hopkins is really, really good. And so, you know, yeah, obviously Jimbo really likes good. him for a reason. So McCamp, like if yeah, if if you have a guy like that wanting to commit, I mean, that's a huge luxury. You know, it's this is not yeah. the same AM recruiting as even three years ago, yet less, you know, five or six years ago. So, yeah, there are, they love John T. Cook. They want John T. Cook in the class. But, yeah, it's not yes. the end of the world if he doesn't end up. It's sort of like, uh, you know, Ruben Owens, you know, running back. Yeah, they would, they yeah. love Ruben Owens. And I don't think that one's over just yet. Maybe he ends up in Louisville, but it's not over just yet. But even without Ruben Owens, there are options. You know, they will get a good, not just a good, a really good running back in this class. So, yeah, you know, switch, kind of touching on that, Ruben Owens, um, you know, makes his uh, makes a commitment this weekend to uh, Louisville. Um, Louisville, we went over Louisville. this, man. Last we went Louisville. over this, yeah. Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> they get they get uh, mad. They don't want to Louisville. They don't want to. Yeah, they, they. I'm gonna I'm gonna have them in my in my messages later about about that. Um, but you know, he makes he makes his commitment this weekend. Um, big get for them. Let's. Give them major props on the class. Wait, hold on, hold building. on. You said this weekend. We're filming this on Tuesday. You said this yeah. weekend. How many times we got to go over this on the board? We got to have these arguments. That's yeah, not we this weekend. This. That's that's this past weekend. This it's past Tuesday, weekend. man. When you say this weekend, <laughs> that's why I never say this weekend because because <laughs> what I say this coming weekend, this past weekend, this weekend. Come on, you're making it sound like he's making a commitment in the future. It was this past <laughs> this past weekend. This oh is, boy, this is a gonna, bit of an inside joke for people on the site, but yeah, also we're gonna it's get something. Into the, we're going to get into the time zones and this. this yeah, this, so something in real life. life. <laughs> just if you're not a subscriber on the board, just know Mountain Time doesn't exist, and I'll I'll let everybody know that, and I'll stick to that. But okay, sorry. So yeah, yeah Ruben. Here, here Owens I am. The one time committed I to Mountain. committed to Louisville, Louisville this yeah. past weekend. Um. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No, the one time I used Mountain Time, I got it wrong. Of course. So sorry about that. Uh, but yep. Uh, so he's heading over to the Cardinals, and and they built quite a nice class up with Pierce Clarkson, obviously, and DeAndre Moore in the class as well. Um, I agree with you. I don't think this one's necessarily over yet. Um, I think there's going to be several. It wouldn't be a shock at all to see him on campus. You and I have said this. I mean, we've said this on the yeah. board. We've said this on this show. There are going Until to be roller coasters there. with him, and it is not going to be over. Yeah, and you know, it's just. You know, he got caught up before when he committed to Texas. That was like a decision spur of the moment. And, you know, he ended up decommitting. And, I, you know, who knows, if, you know, if he decommits from Louisville and, and what happens there. But he is definitely going to keep talking to other schools. A&M is going to keep pursuing him. A&M loves him. They love him. They love Cedric Baxter. Uh, they really like Caleb Jackson, who was in town uh, this past weekend. So, uh, but so they're not going to let up, and Texas is not going to let up on Ruben Owens. TCU is not going to let up. So I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But yeah, it, it's not. I think he tweeted out, "I'm not taking any more visits." It's like I will see. 
you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see, see what that's happens. And, as... and that's not a shot. That's not a shot of Ruben. It's just, you know, he's, they're easy to take. You can drive to Austin from El Camp. You can yeah. drive to, to college station. It's an easy visit. These schools are going to push, you know, so I, I think we will see some visits. Yeah. And think about just looking at Calvin Banks last year, um, for the longest time, it was, I'm not going to take any visits. I'm not going to take any visits. And then once you start getting up closer and closer to signing day, schools start pushing harder and harder. And so, you know, and, and, there, and there's been some, you know, the last, the last couple of weeks, people were kind of trying to figure out what, if the TCU buzz that was coming. Oh yeah. Out yeah. Yeah. Was, it's a different, different buzz and then each time, kind yeah. of took the momentum. So um, I think schools are going to keep pushing. Um, but again, A&M's got other guys. Caleb Jackson is a guy that they, they really, really like and would love to have in the class. Um, That's going to be an interesting battle with, with in-state LSU. Not just in-state. He's from Baton Rouge. So in-town yeah. LSU. They had him for an unofficial visit right before he made it to College Station for his official. So uh, that's going to be a really interesting one to watch because he is a guy that A&M really likes. Yeah, they do. And they obviously Cedric Baxter is scheduled to come in um, this weekend. Oh, this week, actually. Um, June 20th, I believe. So um for an unofficial visit and so you know AM will get their chance to kind of make an impression on him and, and get him back on campus and you're you know there's 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 a ton of options and a ton of different directions they could go and so uh and also they've they've recruited so well at the running back position the last couple of weeks uh, past couple of cycles obviously that they're in a good spot you know they're they're trying to continue to add depth to that room and continue to add guys to to be able to turn up turn to um but i think i think they'll end up coming away with somebody good if 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 Obens, um sticks with this commitment then you know and we'll kind of pivot to some other options but um you know it's going to be fascinating to follow that one i think it i think it caught some it definitely caught some people by surprise i think um you know i think you just have to, like you and i've talked about you have to be ready for some twists and turns in that recruitment and and I, I don't think, and I, I don't think any school would necessarily say it's over until signing day. So no, you'd uh, rather be in Louisville's position having him committed. But exactly. no, I promise you, no matter what he's telling them or saying in public, they're they're still sweating things, and they will be until uh, till that signature comes across the dotted line. Uh, he's exactly. been a priority target for A and M since his freshman year, though he's uh, you know got a good rapport with Tommy Robinson, so that's going to be. You know, it's he, he's not just going to stop talking to Tommy Robinson all of a sudden overnight. So that one's AM and m will be in that one. Yeah, no, no doubt. No, zero doubt on that one. Um, and then another one that another big um, got a big commitment coming up um, later this month um, with Jaden Rashada is set to announce this, his commitment. I would, I would almost say to, it was it, this coming weekend, I think. This coming weekend, yeah. He's announcing. Uh, on He's going to take one more official visit to Miami. Um, and, you know, I think I think the quarterback board is going to become a little, obviously a little clearer this weekend because this past, this past weekend A&M had Dante Moore in town for an unofficial visit. Um, you know, had, had good things to say coming out of the visit um, about his conversations with Daryl Dickey and Jimbo Fisher. I think A&M – probably needs to get him back on campus again to, to really have a chance uh, in that race. And um, you know, it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see what, what Jaden Rashada ends up doing this past weekend, obviously, or this upcoming weekend, we talked about Florida and A&M being the two schools that are kind of uh, front and center there. Now Miami's going to, is a school that drew buzz earlier this year that we talked about um, and getting him back on campus before, 
before his decision yeah. is is a big deal for them. So um, we'll see where it ends up going. Yeah. So last week on the same thing, we talked about, hey, he's got a decision coming up this coming weekend. He pushed it back. Uh, and I guess now we know one of the reasons is the Miami, uh, the Miami trip. Uh, Miami took a QB on Monday uh, from a mid three-star Emory Williams, an in-state kid. Uh, I don't think they would have any problem taking a second QB, and I don't think that's a kid that Jaden Rashada would have a problem being in a class with. Uh, still seems like an A&M Florida battle, but last-minute uh, last-minute trips like this always have a potential to throw, uh, you know, to to throw a, a wrench in the plans. I mean, who knows? Uh, so, yeah, we'll find out on Sunday. He's committing on CBS Sports HQ. So we'll find out on Sunday where he's going. But, you know, Florida has seemingly taken, you know, a bit of a lead as of late. I would probably put them as the betting favorite, but AM definitely still in it. And again, if AM does not end up with, uh, with him or Dante Moore, uh, you know, we got to watch Austin Nova said. It's getting to that time of they need to make a decision. On him, and it's not a for sure. You know, yes, he's from an Aggie family. It's not a for sure that he would uh, flip from Baylor, as he's you know Ohio State is also pushing. Now we had that visit, but if they are going to do it, it has to happen really soon. So maybe after the Rashada Domino falls, I got to evaluate. Hey, where do we stand with Dante Moore? You know, do we offer Austin Novoselic? Because they really do. They like Austin Novoselic a whole lot. It's just you know yeah. they're in on these these two other guys. So. Uh, so that that's the thing to watch on Sunday if things don't go in its direction. Do they call him? Yeah, and that's the thing too is um, Austin Novosad's coming off a visit to Baylor as well. Um, I believe this past weekend and and spoke with Steve Wiltfong that you know he's kind of been to Ohio State and he's kind of been to Baylor now, and so it's kind of getting to a point where he needs to sit down as well and and make a decision. So you're right. I mean, depending on what Jaden Rashada does on Sunday. A&M really needs to make a decision when it comes to Austin Novosad as well, because it seems like he's kind of getting to the point where he's, he's looking at Baylor, he's looking at Ohio state. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's, it's certainly not a question A&M could get into the mix for that one, but it does need to happen soon. I, I completely agree. It's, it's going to be, a, it's, it's really coming to a kind of a key point over the next couple of weeks. Um, and that's not to say there's not other quarterback dominoes that could. That no, could but, I, but Rashad is the one. QBs are, do- are dominoes. Every year there's two or three different cycles, and Rashada is going to start one. He's going yeah. to start a domino, and it's going to cause, like, let's say, you know, hypothetically, he commits to to Florida. You know, then it's yeah. going to say, well, A&M, what are they going to do? Let's say A&M offers Nova said, this is all, you know, any flips. Then Baylor's going to need somebody. So one QB can start those dominoes that can end up, you know, in, mm-hmm. end up with kids that don't even have offers now from schools getting an offer and then ending up committing. You know, I know we were talking with some of the QBs, at camp about that. Like, Hey, you know, just watch what happens in the next couple of weeks. Cause this is that time of year after, after the June official visits are over that, you know, even more QBs start coming off the board. And when that happens, more offers go out. Uh, you know, every school, you know, schools that don't land kids are going to be, you know, looking to see, Hey, who's next in line. Yeah. You can, you can always pivot and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's going to have, it's going to go right down the list. We talked about it. it's, it's not just going to be a ripple effect on P five guys. It's going to be a, ripple effect right down to the g5 level and you you wouldn't think so but when guys start falling that that's that's just how it goes so it's it's going to be it's going to be really interesting um and i think there's going to be a lot more answers in the next two weeks and um and where a&m kind of goes from there so uh 
you know, other aside from this past weekend, there was also a loaded camp that we're going to talk about after the break uh, with a lot of big names in town uh, working out and watching. Uh, we'll be back right after a quick break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Gigam 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined again by Brian Peroni. Uh, Brian, we had we had kind of commented last week that, you know, there was a couple guys, a couple big names to know Wednesday, you know, Thursday, Micah Hudson arrived in the afternoon. Um, and, you know, a couple offers every day went out. And But we had heard on Thursday, hey, Friday is going to be a big day. There's going to be a lot of huge names in town. Um, I don't think we could have quite expected how just how big it was oh. going to be. Um, it started in the morning. Um, I I walked up and and you were already talking to T. Hay Cunningham. Yeah, so the, uh, the number there. five player in the country, <laughs> number five player in the country for twenty twenty four is in town. And yeah, just like walks up like, oh yeah, I'm a five star, you know, whatever. I mean, he didn't say that, but <laughs> yeah. it's that any other year. Well, <laughs> before last year, that would have been like huge news, and you know, I post on the board. Hey, yeah, T.A. Cunningham's here to watch, you know, number five player in the country. People barely even bat an eye, you know. It's like (laughs) a kid from out of state. And then Micah Hudson, a five-star, you know, hardly anybody ever came on the afternoon sessions. He shows up in the afternoon because he had – on Thursday because he had a morning workout at his school. Another five-star, oh, okay, you know, cool, that's nice. You know, it's just (laughs) sort of crazy one showing the amount of talent. But also, you know, A&M fans have have a luxury of not really – you know, having to think it's it's a big deal anymore when when these names show up. No, and Ryan Wingo as well. So I mean, two top ten players in the in the twenty twenty four class on campus last week, and you know, DJ Lagway is coming off a visit to A and M as well. Um, and you know that that was a big one. Uh, I mean, I think A and M just continues to make a you know a really big impression on him. We I talked with him last Wednesday, last Tuesday. I believe was when his, his visit to, to A&M uh, and he just talked about getting to have more really, really good conversations with Daryl Dickey. Um, A&M let him know what, what's, what's kind of been obvious over the last couple of months that he seems to be the top sort of a quarterback oh, yeah. target in the 2024 class and, and let them know that, that um, he certainly felt the same way about A&M that they were one of the top programs and their Clemson's in the mix for him. Oklahoma's in the mix. Um, he's going to take a visit. Um, shortly to Florida. Um, also, then- well, there's a development with him that A&M fans may not have noticed. Uh, Willis was one of the final teams to qualify for this coming weekend state seven on yep. seven 
tournament. And where is that tournament? It's in College Station. College Station. Now, uh, it's not on campus like it used to be. It's at Veterans Park across Highway 6. But since it's not during a dead period, you can bet that A&M is going to work really hard to get Lagway to drive the one and a half miles over to campus. And I can almost guarantee you that that he'll be there yet again. He'll be there for the pool party. He'll be there for a bunch of games. Uh, yeah. yeah, he he likes A&M for sure. He, he kind of laughed about it when we talked about, you know, you're going to get back to A&M. And he said, yeah, I'm going to be back for the pool party. And then I'm going to be back for at least three to four games of the year. And, I know Willis know, is an easy drive. Just easy, down 105. Easy. I mean, it's like an hour maybe just down 105. So, yeah, it's it's yeah. he's going to be there a lot. And, you know, he was I think he was kind of also appreciative of of not just him being able to come, but bring a lot of his teammates with. And, and you know, that A&M was – you know, wanted to look at some of the younger players, you know, some 2025 kids and, and all that. And so to, to be able to do that visit with him, it's just kind of when you're on campus so much to be able to do it with friends. And um, I think was a good way of doing that. Uh, you know, Zena Umeo Zulu was in town as well. And, and Caleb Mitchell Irving. Now, now Zena was originally not going to work out. And then uh, neither was know, Caleb. Neither of them had was shoes. Caleb and, all of you know Terry Price kind of said, "Why don't you go through a couple drills?" And then the competitive juices got. That's why on the board I put he wasn't planning to work out because uh, that's what Zena kind of said going into the day. And then I I remember asking you, did did did, did Zena really just go through everything? And you're like, yep, every single drill. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, I mean. I, it was Trades Green too, the the big yeah. tight end, uh, national top fifty tight end from Louisiana was not either. And then. So he he had a little minor injury, but he went through everything. Last week, Akeem Williams, you know, was not yep. planning to to really do anything. And then he ends up working out with the current players, catching passes with Moose Muhammad and Devin Price. You know, we look over like, wait, was that that's, he was just here on an unofficial. So, yeah, these guys do get uh, ultra competitive and they see things going on. They're like, oh, I can do better than that. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun to watch, you know, big name guys that aren't afraid to compete. No doubt. And Ryan Wingo, understandable. He was coming off. I mean, that that poor guy had to be up at 6 a.m. for every visit that he had to go on. And yeah, so, he had come you know, from, from that big reason. tournament in Vegas to OU to AM yeah. and it was headed to Baylor and Texas after that. So yeah, he didn't yeah. work out, but I'm we're, I'm not gonna hold that against him at all. Yeah. From somebody who's not a morning person, I could understand him and we haven't having to wake up at six AM to get to all these places. I can I can certainly understand that. But you know, it just yeah, you know, and, and and one of the guys that that stole the show. I know you were watching. I was kind of watching a lot of the receivers and cornerbacks and all that. One of the guys who actually stole the show that day was uh was Brian Robinson. Um, what just want talk about what you what you kind of saw from him? His, his recruitment is really picking up now. Obviously, picked up. I think Georgia last week, and then A and M the day after. And um, you know, I don't think he lost a rep in the in the time that he was there. No, I mean, 6'4", what, 250 or so kid from yeah. Ohio. He's an edge, you know, at, even at that size already. I mean, an edge and just was sort of unstoppable. And so Jimbo Fisher is the ultimate call when it comes to offers. And, you know, and so coaches aren't really, unless Jimbo walks over to him during camp and offers on the spot, coaches aren't offering during camp. You know, they go in. But it was obvious after maybe like, you know, four minutes of camp, Hey, that kid's going to be offered, and you yeah. know, as soon as he meets with Jimbo after, and and that's exactly what happened. I mean, he was he was just that good. Yeah, he did he did not lose a rep that that I saw or that I remember. He even moved inside some, and just sort of fits that mold that uh, that A and M likes in the defense lineman. Those big defense linemen are also crazy athletic. No doubt, and he was going up. You know, they had some some 
some big names in there. Michael Luini, obviously, who picked up and off. I I was just taken, you know, blown away with. And I know we were talking with a a, a defensive line coach um, from the area who was like, "Who is that kid right there? Who do I need to know?" And we we're like, "Oh, that's Michael Luini." And he was like, "How have I not heard about this kid?" Before and I think that was the reaction of a lot of college coaches when they kind of saw his length and his frame. This yeah, this season was I just, think who anybody who stopped by yeah anybody who stopped by Copper's Cove offered him and uh, we were joking. Tony Johnson just took the job and he said his first day. You know he he had tweeted for goes man I'm sitting in my office and this kid pops his head in. He was six seven two ninety and I asked what grade you in? He says sophomore. He's like yeah you should probably get to know him right. There. I mean I made him a profile right then. I was like this is a dude to know and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems like all the coaches found him this spring. A&M offered, BAM offered, Texas offered a bunch of offers already, and he, he looked the part for sure. He does, and it's just his frame. I know he's he's probably still got a lot to learn, and um, you could kind of see you you, you could kind of see that going through drills. But his frame is just you you can just see that that guy's got the the potential to develop into a just an elite offensive tackle. Caden Jones is is the same way. He's got some work to do. He's very raw, obviously as well, but. Has the frame? Looks like he's yeah, already put coach, on a little yeah, bit of muscle. Yeah, you can't coach his size. Yeah, and and his length. I mean, That's with another, this year, with this year being so hard to find offense tackles, I see why Caden Jones has has a bunch of offers after seeing him in person. And that's another guy that kind of snuck in quietly during the. During yeah, the, I thought I thought he was of, the uh, I thought he was a defense. I thought it was Keyson Shepard from uh, from yep. uh, Tennessee, the defensive lineman. You know, and then I, why are the offensive line coaches talking to him? It's like, oh, it's Caden Jones. So. So yeah, yeah. He, I don't know how a dude that big snuck in six seven, you know, three hundred pounds. But yeah, he he did for sure. He did, and you know, and and, and, and uh, on, among the other stand, obviously Andre Thompson was was back in town, a twenty twenty four wide receiver, uh, just has has speed for days, and um, obviously again looked really impressive. And um, yeah, again looking at the defensive backs, Jarese Dempson obviously was out there working out and and looked really good and. Um, you know, so that they, they, day, I'm looking, that day had nine new offers go out. The most of, that had gone out to at any camp before that, any day before that was three. It had been two yeah. or three every single day, and then there were nine new ones that went out. So, And there were also a bunch of kids with offers. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Jamie French, whose brother is like Pitt's all-time leading receiver, but 2025 kid from Jacksonville had a great day, was offered. A couple QBs, Beckham Kritza. When he walked up, I thought he might be a tight end. You know, big kid from Boulder, Colorado, 2025 kid. He threw for over 3,000 yards this year, uh, left with an offer. You know, they offered another QB, uh, Michael Tolufson, out of uh, San Juan Capistrano in California. Yeah, just like, I mean, these are kids that I didn't even necessarily see all of them. Emmett Mosley's younger brother, who is 2026, yeah. Trent Mosley, he was offered. I didn't even, like, see him just because it was there were so many players out there. It was hard yeah. to even keep up and – you know, you, you, oh, that kid's good, and you're trying to figure out who it is, and then you see, oh, then another amazing catch or another amazing breakup. Like, it was just – that camp this one year looked like almost, how almost every camp looked last year. No doubt, and, you know, it was just one after the other after the other. And, you know, another another interesting offer that went out uh, last week was, was Jordan Pride, uh, the Florida State commit. Um, he was on town for actually a couple days. Uh, you know, he's another one we can add to the tracker. He got the golf cart treatment the day after yeah. his offer. He was in the golf cart with – with Jimbo Fisher kind of spent a Oh yeah, a well, yeah, well, yeah, we got to keep him. We got to add him to the list see if they got to add him to the list of the golf cart tracker. Um he was another guy who who uh he picked up an offer on um during Thursday's camp and I believe Friday um hung around, yeah, he stuck a little around bit for Friday to, to watch, yeah. 
to to kind of talk more with Jimbo Fisher. And he's an interesting name because uh, he actually worked the first part of the camp at corner. Um, thought you know this is a guy with with good length. He's actually rated as a sa- he's actually projects as a safety, but uh, was able to slide down and play pretty well at corner. Obviously earned an offer from A and M at the camp, but that versatility I think was. It's kind of noteworthy, um, you know, broke a couple, couple passes, looked pretty fluid uh, against what was, I think the strength of Thursday was really at the receiver position. So there were some good matchups there. Um, and and he he really performed well. And so that's going to be an interesting name to kind of keep an eye. It's obviously very early for them still in the 2024 class. Um, but, you yeah, know, but Florida, State, catch up man, Florida State already hates A&M. If A&M, that kid's already been committed <laughs> for a year. He committed as a... If he just finished his sophomore year, yeah, he committed as a freshman, and he's been committed for a year. And yeah, if he ends up at A and M, like they, they, yeah, Florida, <laughs> the, Florida State and A and M need to play in the field sometimes soon. I don't think they have since the kickoff classic. And let me see, that would have been yeah, 1998. I think that was part, the last time they played. So, um, yeah, that'll be they need to play on the field. You know, the the need, Jimbo battle need to get that on the field for sure. Just the you know even in in a bowl game, even that would be fun just to get him in a bowl game. Of oh, for sure. Uh, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Hey, and just going to keep plugging away. And, and that's when it was like, okay, he's in the car. That'll, that'll be a guy to, to keep an eye on for the, for the tracker. And um, you know, I think just getting to catch up with him for a few minutes, seemed to really enjoy his, his time over at A&M and, 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 you know, meeting the coaching staff and getting his first look. So, um, wouldn't be wouldn't be a shock to get him back to see him back on campus at some point as as well but um you know another strong another strong um, month of camps and now am kind of turns their attention there's a dead period coming up and just at the end of this week on Sunday and so um you know we're gonna start to see kids kind of you know narrow in on decisions and and look ahead to to, to deciding ahead of their senior year and so um, July is certainly not going to be quiet. Um, SEC media days are coming up as well. So, um, are there any storylines at SEC media days you think we'll be talking? I about? don't think so. Are there yeah. like, we need although I guess it does really help. They already, <laughs> yeah, I guess it helps that they did have the spring meetings or whatever they're called already, yeah. but there weren't nearly as, as many medias will be there. So I think we yeah, might they, see some Jimbo Nick Saban questions. And, you know, CBS sports had a thing the other day of top five revenge games, um for 2022 now the one i got a chuckle out of on that was uh was kansas and texas being on there i thought that was pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah that's it so but, yeah I, well yeah obviously the kansas texas thing but with with a&m <laughs> and bama i mean it, that would have been a crazy like storyline even without the whole yeah you know nick saban they bought every player on their team jimbo fisher his character you know sailing saban's character so oh man i can't wait till can't wait till that day that's going to be just that weekend is going not not the weekend of the game is going to be nuts. Almost yeah. game day is almost assuredly going to be in town as well as like probably every national media member that there is. So. Oh yeah, this the the lead up to that week on the Monday press conferences is going to be great because you know both coaches are going to want to keep the focus on the game and not really talk about it. Yeah. Every question is going to we'll be see about. we'll see which players. Let me get okay. The players that are going to be available are it's going to be the starting QB whoever that is, but that's yeah. a guy that Jimbo's going to trust and not say anything dumb. <laughs> It'll be Chase Lane. I can almost guarantee because Chase <laughs> is not going to Jay and Anaya Smith. Those will probably be the the three that we get. Maybe a defender. Maybe, Maybe a Devon Hachain. He's not really going to yeah. say anything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's good. yes, it's definitely going to be guys. There's like, all right, 
you know, who, who do I know is not going to yeah. be baited into bulletin well, board this, material? This is when we need because we I know we joked about this a couple of years ago. This is the this is the week we need Carson Green back on campus because he was always good for a good. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe quote. maybe we'll have, we'll call up Leon O'Neill and just get some. I know yeah, he's Leon not on the team, but we'll get some Leon O'Neill quotes uh, <laughs> yeah. ahead of the game this year. So oh, he, you know he he will he will absolutely I'm sure be be more than willing to do that. We'll get we should just get the you know if if they're not going to bring the you know the the good quote guys up we'll we'll bring them up on the side we'll bring Leon O'Neill we'll bring Carson Green on. Um, Make that a must-watch podcast. You're just having Leon O'Neill and, and Carson Green sharing their thoughts. But yeah, no, it's it's going to be. They're going to continue to get asked about it, and uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be. And who knows what what else comes up? Because you know, obviously, I'm sure with SEC media days and some of the national storylines, um, I have no doubt that Texas and Oklahoma is also going to you know that yeah, that, crazy that stuff always happens gonna, in the summer. I mean, that's when the Texas OU. I remember Brent yeah. Zorneman, he tweeted, hey, uh, OU and Texas are trying to join the SEC. And then, like, by within yeah. 24 hours, it was happening. You know, so that was just out of nowhere in the summer. So, yeah, let's see what kind of storyline story comes up. It's, and you yeah. know what the trend is? I, I think um, anytime you go on vacation, something crazy <laughs> seems to happen. Now, yes, that's you true. Were, you were on I haven't vacation, had to cover right? any of these things. All right, well. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you guys want excitement, let's start a Brian vacation pool. Let's send yeah, me, let's start a Brian. Send me wherever pool. you want. Send me in the world wherever you want. And we'll yeah, get send some, me to a beach somewhere out of yeah. wherever, uh, and and you can just have that covered. And and, and the storylines will just be. We'll see what happens next. It'll be something completely out of left field, like just like that was like. Uh, but no, and I think you'll take a vacation out of it, right? That is, you don't you get no kind for of sure, good like yeah. Deal. Yeah, I'll go somewhere. I'll go somewhere maybe mid July, and Nick Saban will just retire. You know, just something, yeah. <laughs> something crazy. You know, just see, he steps well, down. Yeah, you mid July. You know, you'll go and and all of a sudden, oh, well, Texas and OU are joining this fall. You yeah, know, we're, we're yeah, redoing exactly. the whole schedule or something. It'll be some wacky thing like that. And then the other thing, uh, we will hear from Jimbo Fisher again as well at the uh, the Texas high school football coaches meetings which also take place in july right before he goes to sec media days and obviously there were noteworthy storylines there last year as well when that was where nick saban kind of said his bit about bryce young getting the nil deal and and all that at the texas high school um football coaches meeting so is that when jimbo uh, said also, a&m was going to kick uh, alabama's ass or was that at a coach no that was earlier that was okay. earlier that was at the um it's that funny was that we've the, we just because of all this we've forgotten that you know like yeah you know, that like, just last year he said yeah we're gonna kick their ass <laughs> and yeah and and we haven't got that golf battle i think you know um bleacher reporting in tnt have obviously been doing these match shows we need one of jimbo fisher and nick saban both mic'd up doing a a match oh and yeah they can they can pick one other teammate you know maybe we can get bryson to shambo and brooks kepka to to be teammates as well and just get a like a hate fest going in for a for a match of of those two playing each other um but no it's gonna be it's gonna be a very newsworthy month i'm sure there'll be there'll be a lot to talk about with with guys zeroing in on decisions jimbo fisher and nick saban i'm sure is saying something that'll It'll get it all up, and and uh, SEC media days will certainly not be boring. Um, and if if there's a quiet day, well, Mike Leach will just take care of that and say something that 
that'll get everybody all right. Or Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. I was like, let's not let's not leave Lane Kiffin out. Of Lane this. Kiffin's not going to sit out. Lane Kiffin's just chomping at the bit to be able to join this nil conversation. He's he's he'll have something to say at some point. Yeah. What um, was it that didn't SEC? I guess told him to cancel that radio. Yeah. He, Interview that he had the after the whole Jimbo and, and Saban deal. It's like, who knows yeah. what you're going to say to add fuel to this fire. So, yeah, yeah, let's let's sit you on the sidelines for a couple of days yeah. and keep you out of this guy. That's the last thing we need. So, um, you know, he's always due. I mean, I just, he's, I think um, Ole Miss just got a commit a couple of weeks ago, out of, somebody out of Tennessee. And, Lane Kiffin was like, "Well, I guess not everybody from that state hates me." <laughs> oh gosh, you know, he's just good. He's just good for a for a comment somewhere along the line. So, um, sure to be sure to be an, an exciting month, and you know, we'll see. Obviously, coming up, you know, Texas A and M baseball. We'll see how long that runs. Up. We're recording this on Tuesday. We'll see if their run lasts longer than that. So, um, you know, I think A and M after beating Texas over the weekend, blowing out Texas actually. Um, AM fans would love nothing more than to beat Notre Dame. So um that would that would that would pretty much cap off a great couple of days. So um with that, we're gonna go ahead and 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 sign off for the day. Um we'll be back next week. Um as always on Monday for for another edition of the Gigam 24-7 Sports Podcast with the latest recruiting and football news um as the season gets closer. Uh, be sure to Follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, and Spotify um, to get all the podcasts. Um, be sure to give us a five-star review and sign up on YouTube um, to get a notification every time a new podcast drops. Same for Spotify and iTunes. And and with that, um, Brian, yeah, enjoy the rest of the week. We'll we'll have a lot covered on the on the um, on the site with recruiting updates and all the and and plenty more. Uh, have a good week, everybody. and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just $3.99 Ashley sleep mattresses starting at $2.50 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster Tempur-Pedic purple and Beautyrest black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details